Hi, everyone. Work Musa Romanowski done is back with the boss for episode 32 of the NFL's Dead podcast. Thanks for having Today, me. What? Thanks for having me, big guy. Happy to be here. Anytime. Today we're doing NFC predictions. We, we couldn't do it last week, so if you're wondering why, yeah, long story. It was my fault. No worries. <laughs> so let's start with the NFC least, as they call it. Well, the Eagles. It's been a controversial offseason for them, and really not in a good way. Before I talk about that, all they really did was sign Javon Hargrave from Pittsburgh. They did let some names leave. Nelson Dropalore, Ronald Darby, the O-line with a really long name, Jordan Howard. But they did trade for disgruntled cornerback in Darius Slay, who basically forced his way out of Detroit, now in Philadelphia. They only had to give up a third and fifth to get him. Wow, Detroit, you really messed up big time. Hmm. Besides besides that, the offseason was pretty bad. The draft was not good. They somehow let C.D. Lamb go to the Cowboys six picks before the Eagles, and they drafted a TCU receiver who's not getting a lot of good reviews considering the other guys that were available. But the second round was worse. They drafted Jalen Hurts, the Oklahoma QB, when they already had Carson Wentz. Nobody knows why. And the way they parted with Malcolm Jenkins, now heading back to his original home in New Orleans where he played from 09 to 13, yeah, smooth moves, Philadelphia. So, yeah, not a good offseason, and this Carson Wentz thing could turn ugly. And before you – back to you, Terry, Deshaun Jackson thing. What is wrong with you? Yeah, so what's, going, mean, what's going on with Deshaun Jackson? Oh, the whole anti-Semitism thing? Yeah, it's a really weird stance to take, especially in the in the heat of all the, the racism, uh, you know, stuff going on. So it was a really interesting take by him, but – uh, I guess if he believes it, he believes it. So it's good to see that uh, Julian Edelman reached out to him and uh, maybe they can kind of learn something from each other. But uh, yeah, the Eagles uh, over in the NFC East, they uh, they went to the playoffs last year on, with a 9-7 and seven record. They actually got hot at the end of the season, winning four straight. And uh, yeah, the addition of Darius Slay to that secondary is going to do wonders for them. I think their secondary was actually pretty god-awful last year. So hopefully Slay can bring some toughness and a little bit of leadership to that uh, to that group over there. Uh, I know they, you said that they only got a third and a fifth for Darius Slay, but that's a, not a terrible return uh, for for a guy who I think. Yeah, I I think he's a little bit past his prime, past his like best years. But um, I think with a with a team that could go to the playoffs and make some noise, I think it's a good fit for him. I mean, maybe it was kind of like. They gave him a choice like, all right, we'll give you a second rounder for Darius Slay or we'll give you a third and a fifth. And maybe, you know, a third and a fifth, maybe more draft picks is better for that situation, for that type of player. So, um, yeah, I, I think they got they still have some improvement to do. I think the the biggest thing with them is their offense. Uh, Jordan Howard went to Miami. Um, and he wasn't a mate. He missed most of the season last year. So I don't think that's too big of a hit, but really the, the quarterback situation is probably the one to keep an eye out, uh, the most over there. Cause I think the, the jury's still out on, uh, Carson Wentz. I think he's a very talented guy. Uh, but, uh, to sustain that type of, uh, production year in and year out is very tough. And when you kind of get stuck getting figured out by the defense, uh, it makes it just tougher for you to kind of put it together. Uh, who was the back? So did Carson play in that playoff game against Seattle last year, or did they have somebody else? The one where he was injured by Clowney. Yes. And 
fucking McCown of all guys took over. McCown. Okay, that's what I remember. Okay, and they they shouldn't have had a shot in that game, but they actually it came. I think it came down to a final drive. I think they lost by. I get it. I get it. Going for field goals, you didn't like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but yeah, I think Philly. I think they're the clear front runner in that in that division. It's not a very tough division. Uh, they it's a bunch of uh, uh, teams that kind of just beat up on each other. It's a. I mean, it's 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 cool that they all hate each other in that division. Um, so the the games actually make for some pretty entertaining uh, Sunday or uh, Monday night games. But uh, yeah, I think it's a pretty weak division, and I think uh, Philly should be the front runner going into next season. Dallas. Hey, on real quick, who's Philly's wide receivers? I can't even name one. Aguilar? <laughs> no, he's in he's in Las Vegas. Oh my God, who who do they? they from TCU, Jalen Rieger. Okay. Marcus Goodwin just opted out. You remember, right? Yeah. Yeah, but um, they got him from that's the guy um, from San Francisco. Yes. Yes. Okay. Sean Jackson, and then God knows who else. I mean, he's like uh, he's... Jeffrey. I don't know what happened. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of an old core. I mean, I, thinking of Alshon Jeffrey, I think he's younger than I think. Uh, when I hear his name, I'm thinking he's like 33. I'm guessing he's like probably only like 27 or 28. But uh, he's 30? Yeah, yeah, 2012 he joined the league. And Deshaun Jackson, he still has that burst, but every year he loses another step. So uh, that and deep the ball thrive. The, the thing with tweeting, yeah, that's not doing him any favors. That's true. All right, what? Uh, right, let's go to the Cowboys. They resigned drop Mari Cooper to an overpaid five years, one hundred million. Isn't worth Michael Thomas money. Just a thought. No. Signed Andy Dalton. Somehow signed Alden Smith. I don't know how that guy is still playing. Among other names. That is well, crazy. He he just came back this year, right? Alden. Yeah, probably from doing stupid shit. He had some issues uh, in San Francisco, but he was a really good talent. So we'll see what ha- what that does. They drafted C.D. Lamb just so the Eagles couldn't draft him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, the receiving core is pretty stacked right now. I mean, they you said they have Amari Cooper still. Yeah, uh, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and now C.D. Lamb. I mean, that's a really good core. They're probably gonna let. Did they sign Amari Cooper to a long term deal or? Yeah, five years, one hundred million. Oh my god. Uh, I figured they drafted C.D. Lamb just so they can have a like if Amari decided to walk next year or they can cut Amari next year. But wow, five years for a guy Amari who stinks at playing on the road. The, a couple months ago, they resigned him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they. I think they have. They have kind of have faith in Dak Prescott, and I mean, they're loading him with talent. So if Dak can't work with this receiving core, he, that, that team's going to be in trouble. Good. Yeah. That's Bill Murnau once said. True, true. And they still have Ezekiel Elliott, too, who's a stud. So, I mean, I think it really, because the Giants and the Redskins, who we'll get to in a second, are so bad. They're not called that anymore. Oh, I'm sorry. The Washington football team. Um, I think it is going to be a division between the Eagles and the Cowboys. Obviously, anything could happen, but uh, they are definitely the top two teams. Anyways, and everyone is waiting for me to talk about Dak Prescott. Message from a potential fortune teller. Not worth the money. I don't care. He didn't do shit until Amari Cooper came in. Then the Cowboys signed Andy Dalton. What else is new? It's either Kirk Cousins or God knows. <laughs> Back to you. Uh, yeah, Cowboys. Uh, I hope they're good. They their defense wasn't bad last year. They had they had a hot start to the season. I think they started like four and zero. Uh, and really? then 
three and zero, and then something just happened. And uh, once they started losing games, they got in. They got. If you can't beat the best, you don't deserve to be the best. Yeah, and they got blown out by the Bills on Thanksgiving Day. It was a, it was a rough year, and I think when they started losing, it got in their head a little bit, and uh, they couldn't recover. So um, maybe a little bit tougher mental mentally next year. And they still have Jason Garrett as their head coach. Nope. Who is it? Nope. Oh, McCarthy, Mike McCarthy. Packers guy. Not a terrible. I think it's an upgrade, but I, I don't love Mike McCarthy. I mean, he had the best quarterback in the league for how many years with Aaron Rodgers, and uh, it got one. He got one Super Bowl title with them in the early two thousands, but since then it's been you hit or miss. 2010s, yes, in the early 2010s, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what to expect from from that, but I do I do expect an improvement because Jason Garrett was not very good. When was he? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's a long tenured coach. It's crazy. New York Giants, they did way better than expected last year because of the drama they dealt with. Whether it was the OBJ trade, which countless people hated, the way they let Landon Collins leave for Washington, then the back that infamous draft pick of Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. Mean everywhere. The Giants have seen like almost everyone expected them to fail. But four and twelve, they stayed somewhat competitive. Mm-hmm. This offseason, they signed a couple of defensive players. They drafted a tackle, and the safety's supposed to be really good. With new coach Joe Judge, it's pretty much God knows at this point. And also with DeAndre Baker, you need to get your brain checked. Back to you. Uh, yeah, the Giants, they had an up and down season last year. They lost Saquon Barkley for like four weeks. But then even when he, even when he came back, he was pretty not great. I remember. Okay, we're going to talk about that one yard game. That's uh, I, I knew you were gonna say that. Oh my god, the Jets game. Oh my god, that drove me nuts. I watched every because I had Saquon Barkley on my fantasy team last year, so I I was excited for his comeback. I'm like, if he doesn't do good this game, and I had it on the entire time, and I could not believe my eyes. He could he had no burst. Kept getting stuffed at the line of scrimmage. I don't know if that's the offensive line's fault, but any good running back who's healthy can usually make something out of nothing. And he had no burst that game. But towards the end of the season, he turned it up. Uh, he was on a couple, he, his last two or three weeks were unbelievable. And I, you can tell he's jacked up for this season. And I expect, uh, a little bit of an improvement by them this year. I honestly think Joe judge can bring a better culture to them. I didn't know who he was before and he played and he was a Patriots guy. I didn't know who he was before he got hired by the giants. Uh, but sometimes, I mean, who they have last year, shoe Schuster, no shoe. Remember- Remember my brother once said Shermurder? Shermurder, yeah, Shermer. So uh yeah, I think I think a good coaching change and a culture change will be good for that team. Uh Daniel Jones with a full offseason. Well not really because of COVID. It's he doesn't really have a real true offseason. So And one of the tackles is also off to go, remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So uh yeah, Nate Solder's out. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I expect them to have an improvement, but nothing too drastic. I can see them getting six or seven wins this year. I don't know what they did on defense either. Uh, I haven't been too, too keen on keeping up with them too much. So their defense they was really bad last year. I'll give you that. Yeah. Yeah. So I expect a few win improvement, but nothing major from the giants. Washington. Well, Terry, I guess we could find one good thing out of 2020. We're not going to deal with a racist name anymore. True. I mean, when you say boss. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, the name change. And I think it's funny that they're going with Washington football team for the year uh, because that was a meme beforehand. It's going to be forever. No, no, it's just it's temporarily. They, I think what they they don't want to rush into a name change 
And I think just temporarily for the next year, they're just going to be referred to as the Washington football team. What would you want? Um, I like the Wolves. I think I think Wolves in general are an underused mascot. You have the Timberwolves up in uh, Minnesota for mm-hmm. basketball. But then outside of that, I mean, I, I, I think they're, they're a fierce animal. There's so many cat teams. How about a few dog teams, you know? Same. Yeah, I think the Red Wolves, the Red Tails, it's not bad. I think it's a little bit pandering because it's like, oh, the Redskins was incredibly racist. Uh huh. Yeah. And now, and now with Red Tails, it seems like they're pandering. They're 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 just going the complete opposite. So I don't I I don't hate Red Tails, but uh, I think Red Wolves would be pretty sick. Wolves or Red Wolves. Um. But outside of that, this team is just going to be dead for a while. But management they actually did some good things who's their who's their quarterback Dwayne Hoskins Hoskins who is it they finally fired as Terry questions why the team president Bruce Allen you've always asked why is there such thing as a team president have you boss yeah well they have a lot of controversy too now with uh some sexual assault allegations and yeah, oh, I yada. forgot to mention that in my script. Yeah, yeah. So they've had a really uh, interesting off season as far as uh, you know. You know, just... Terry, I'm not trying to get controversial, but there's Jerry Sandusky, there's Bill Cosby, there's Harvey Weinstein, and now there's this. Yeah, I don't know, man. We'll see. I don't know. I don't like to um, grab my pitchfork and go after him without some proof. I know that the article came out, but we'll see how it shakes out and see what happens with that. But um, with cancel culture so prevalent, you know, I gotta, you gotta take the facts as they come. People are such Alex Jones, you know? Yeah, that's true. Uh, so yeah, I mean the Redskins, who's, who's their quarterback? Hoskins, Hopskins. What is it? Continue that right now. Haskins. An experienced coach in Ron Rivera. Well, you should have wished Cleveland or Dallas, by the way. For sure. That would have been a great fit. They really did not have a good offseason outside of drafting Chase Young. But they did. But they traded away Quentin Dunbar to Seattle for fifth. But he did have his nonsense with Johnny Baker. So maybe somebody's trying to make a run for my money with most likely to moose and fortune tellers. So maybe Ron Rivera was right to move on all along. Mm-hmm. So maybe Ron Rivera actually deserves a medal for trading away Quentin Dunbar mm-hmm. for a shitty return. Yeah. So with uh, Rivera, it's his team now. So he's gonna make some moves. Some some controversial. Some some for the betterment of the team. Oh, Allen. Just a fun fact. They have Kyle he, Allen? Yeah, the Panthers backup, remember from last year? He's on the Redskins? Yeah. Oh, he was wow. traded to Washington. He was traded to Washington and they think he'll start Kyle Allen instead of Haskins because I've been hearing all these quotes saying Rivera didn't draft Haskins, so he doesn't have to commit to him. I'd be shocked not- if Haskins is good. But you never know. I mean, he could have that Lamar Jackson in him where he kind of played the first year and people doubted him and then he came back his second year and like overperformed. So you never know. That could be possible. No, it's Washington. What do you expect? Yeah. And then they have uh juice or guys uh, coming back, but he's always injured at, at the running back position is Adrian Peterson. Still back there? like three times already. Yeah, so. yeah, I know. I feel bad for him. Uh, and then they have Terry McLaughlin, uh, Scary Terry, uh, who could make some noise as, as a fantasy guy. But yeah, I think you're right. I think they're, they're going to be at the bottom of the NFC this year. They might get a game or two improvement with a new head coach, but um, I don't I don't expect too many big things from the Washington football team. While also trading Trent Williams. Yeah, finally, huh? The 49ers. Yeah. You, know, you got 
You got your work cut out for you. That's for, for only sure. a 20, 25th and a 20, 21 third. Yeah, this team, as long as Dan Snyder's still there, dead. Yeah, true, true. Division predictions, nobody cares. <laughs> First, second Eagles, third Giants, fourth Washington. Dallas is going to find the most random way to win the division. Eagles have too many questions with the way they let players leave and also the drama they've dealt with this offseason. The draft picks, drafting as QB, it's going to be too much distractions. Giants still have a lot to do in Washington. It's Washington. What, what, what can anyone loosen at this point? Yeah. What are your predictions? Yeah, I think it's interchangeable between Cowboys and uh, Philly. I honestly think they'll either tie for the best record or they'll be have a one-game separation between them, and it'll come down to – you know, whatever the tiebreaker is. Um, and then, yeah, and then it'll probably be Giants and then it'll be a uh, uh, football team. So um, so it's interesting, and I think uh, I think it's interchangeable between Eagles and Cowboys. And nobody cares. Um, anyways, NFC North, Green Bay Packers. Well, it's been a chaotic offseason and not in a good way for them. Where agency was not great. They did sign a couple of guys. Christian Kirksey, Devin Funchess, who also opted out, by the way, in case you're wondering. Did you know that? I saw that just yesterday. But they did let some names leave. Brian Balaga, Blake Martinez. I also should mention they left fullback. Danny Vitale signed the Patriots only to opt out also. Yep. My God, these opt-outs. But <laughs> I can't blame them. Whatever. Things happen. The Packers finally released Jimmy Graham, who I don't know how he's still playing. I mean... The draft also kind of flopped, taking Jordan Love late in the first round. God knows what will happen, but they took a Boston College running back, A.J. Dillon. Yeah. Let's go. They still have no receivers behind Devontae Adams. The Packers never made an effort to try and find a second guy. God knows if Alan Lazard, or the Hazard as I call him, hmm. can repeat last year's performance. I don't know if he will. It's God knows. Back to you. Yeah, the Packers did have an interesting offseason. Uh, they had a terrible draft. Um, and it seems like they kind of, they might have lost the the trust out of uh, old Aaron Rodgers over there. Uh, and you know he's taken a step back the last couple of years. He's let the running backs do a lot more work. Aaron Jones had an unbelievable season last year. Um, but I mean Aaron Rodgers is still a top tier quarterback in this league. He's a top five guy. Um, he's going to get you some wins just by his sheer talent. Um, I'm not 100% sold on the uh, on the coach over there. Uh, they went 13 and three last year. And um, with the the running game defense and that refs for one game, if you know. Yes, against the Lions, we all remember that game. The running game and defense kind of had more to do with it than him, if you know. What I mean. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. And uh, you know, if you're gonna, and that was the problem with uh, Aaron Rodgers for so long, he didn't have the defense to kind of back him up, so he would always lose close games with a high score. So uh, I don't know, I don't know what to expect. I think they're the front runners in the NFC North again. Uh, but that NFC North might be, uh, I mean, between them and the Vikings, it'll probably be kind of close. Uh, I expect a little bit of regression from the Packers next year. They won 13 games. I expect them to settle more around, uh, 11, maybe 10, uh, next year, but it's going to be a dogfight for them. Um, and I think they might've with that draft of Jordan love, um, it might, I don't know if it's going to light a fire under Aaron Rodgers' ass or if it's going to kind of demotivate him and kind of maybe make him start looking elsewhere, uh, after the season. So, uh, it's interesting, uh, to see what happens there. And yeah, Lazard, uh, I liked him last year. He didn't have an amazing season, um, uh, but it was a rookie year and with an off season, maybe he can get a little bit more rapport 
a little bit better of a rapport with a rod and uh put together a better season but yeah yeah i think i think they'll still be at the top of the nfc north or at least a competitor minnesota vikings well it's been quite the drama filled off season both in an okay and bad way after the overachieving season Trading away Stephon Diggs is probably good riddance for them. He didn't want to play for them, period. Should have been moosened. The Vikings signed a eventful free agency. They released Xavier Rhodes, now in Indy. Released Linville Joseph, now on the Chargers. They let Trey Wayne sign with Cincy. Steven Weatherly with Carolina. God knows about Everson Griffin. I don't know how he hasn't been signed yet. They tell you Anthony Harris, who should have been traded for something, God knows. They signed Michael Pierce from the Ravens, who, by the way, opted out. Signing Tajay Sharp, the draft was okay. They have a new receiver in Justin Jefferson. Of course, he gets the disease. Son of a bitch. <laughs> and the last thing they do is extend Kirk Cousins two years, sixty-six million. Should have been six years, sixty-six million. Satan would like that. True, six, six, six. Mark of the beast. Back to you, uh, Vikings. Vikings. Yeah, I don't know how they're gonna fare this year. They obviously lost uh, Stefan Diggs to the uh, Bills. And, yeah, I don't know. Kirk Cousins losing a weapon, I don't think he's going to be any better this year. So I expect a little bit of regression from him. But they still have Dalvin Cook. They still have Alexander Madison. They still have uh, – What about Dalvin Cook, by the way? What about Dalvin? The pre-agency, the, the whole – Is he playing? Contact. You haven't heard about it? No, I don't I don't remember. He might hold out. Oh, uh, yeah. You don't know. I mean, I don't know all the details, but I think I heard he might hold out. So, I don't know. That's just something they're going to have to overcome. They, I mean, they have a decent backup in Madison, so it's not like the end of the world. I mean, Cook is better, but, I mean, I mean, is Cook really winning you games? I don't know. Maybe one or two. Maybe, like, two or three during the year. So, I don't know. I don't think uh, – it comes down to a lot of their players, their offensive line, their their receiving core, their defense, obviously – uh, their defense still should be pretty good, um, but I, I expect them to kind of have uh, a similar year to last year, where they get hot in certain parts of the uh, certain parts of the season, but they cool down. Uh, they only won ten game. They won ten games last year, good enough for a wild card spot. They ended up beating the Saints on wild card weekend, um, but that's just because the Saints are chokers. And uh, yeah, I, I like the Vikings. I think they can still make some noise in that division. Chicago Bears. Oh, boy. Yeah, they have not had a good offseason, haven't they? No. Well, they got foals. I don't, I don't care, Terry. I'm just going to say this one time. Trubisky sucks. I don't care. That's fair. Um, I, I still I, – I mean, you got to give them the start. That's all I know. Anyways, uh, they lose a couple guys in free agency. They release some players. And they signed a couple busts trading for Nick Foles. They signed Jimmy Graham. But why the fuck is he still playing? Yeah. And a 35-year-old Ted Ginn. My wow. God. This team. No. Unless Foles returns to his 13th form, the Bears probably will never find a QB. Yeah. Back to you. Yeah, the Bears, they had an interesting offseason. Um, they, they are losing faith in Trubisky, who I think is at least going to get the start of the year. They'll give him like two or three games, and then they'll start looking at fulls. But they can also maybe try to make up their mind in um in training camp. I mean, who knows? I, I like fulls personally, so um he could definitely win that job out there. And I think they will go with the better guy and not just rest on their uh 
their high draft picked quarterback from a few years ago. So, um, yeah, it's uh, I don't expect them to make too much noise. They had an unbelievable defense, um, not last year, but the year before with uh, the uh, emergence of Khalil Mack. And uh, but last year he definitely took a step back. John Gruden looking like a smarter and smarter guy every year. Um, I mean, he took that that two years ago he took those L's and everyone's like, Oh, terrible trade. But then after last year, Mac took a step back and that, de- that bears defense looked, uh, looked, uh, human and, uh, teams weren't afraid to go after him. And, uh, what'd they finish last year? The, the bears. Eight and eight. eight, and eight. I mean, that's better than I thought, to be honest. It's not terrible. Uh, but that's a tough division after, you know, the Packers go 13 and three. Um, I think the bears, uh, you know what? I think they're going to regress a little bit. Uh, they have their team seems so old, especially their offensive weapons. Um, I can't even name who do they have. Like who? Who is their offensive weapons Montgomery, right now? Running back. Oh yeah, yeah. Dave, David Montgomery. Yeah. And then back. who's who's he going to be throwing to? Allen Robinson was a free agent next offseason. Gotcha. Gotcha. Robinson was solid last year. They have to keep on Robinson, or they're pretty much dead. Yeah, I don't. I expect them to win like four or five games next year. To be honest, it's going to be a tough year for a Chicago fan. Name me a time when they actually had a QB. Jay Cutler, baby. <laughs> wow. <laughs> if they put, if they made a show called Boldest Predictions, you would be the star of the show. Thank you. I take it. Not really in a good way, though. Detroit Lions. They had an excuse to be awful. Three twelve and one. Sure, they started well 2-0-1 before the child beaters stole that week four game away from them. Then after getting robbed at Green Bay on national TV, then when the Lions only have Matthew Stafford for eight games, it speaks for itself. This offseason has been in the middle. They still kept Matt Patricia, considering the awful reviews he's getting. Feel bad for my guy. He hoped to win the old Super Bowls. Fuck 2020. <laughs> Trading away Darius Slay speaks for itself. They signed Jamie Collins, Danny Shelton, the Eagles online with a long name. Long-time Falcon Desmond Trufant trading for Duron Hunter while releasing a couple of big names. And they let some free agents leave, but nothing too huge. They drafted Ohio State cornerback stud Jeffrey Okuda and kind of boldly drafted running back in the second round in DeAndre Swift. Which, to be honest, looking back, I don't blame the Lions. Carrion Johnson, he he's just not that good. But that's besides the point. Back to you. You know, Lions could be my sleeper team in this uh, NFC North. And I don't mean overtake the Packers, but I think they can finish second place uh, here in the uh, in the NFC North. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be good enough for a wild card berth, but they lost a lot of close games last year. Like you mentioned with the Green Bay game, they uh, that game that they tied uh, the Cardinals. I think they had like a 11 point lead on them in like the final three or four minutes. And then they choked that away. Um, I just think. That if uh, they could, if Patricia can get a stranglehold on this team and have them play all sixty minutes and not give away these um these uh these these games at the end of the in the final five minutes uh that they can actually put some uh, a good amount of wins together and make some noise in that division. Uh, obviously that comes down to health. I know you said Carry On wasn't that good last year, but he did get injured early on, and then he had to come back from that injury. So. You have to in the second round, as I just said, right? Yeah, yeah, but that's just, uh, I mean, it's just injuries, you can't predict them. And yeah, no when you're taking a running back that early, they're gonna take over your dick. Yeah, Nick Chubb, 
that if that's not a story, then I don't know what is. I don't know. I, I th- I'm going to put some faith into carry on next year and think that if with a full off season of health and starting next year, I think he can be pretty good. Um, and then Matthew Stafford, he's obviously got injured. Like you said, he played eight games. He's def- that the whole team runs on Matthew Stafford. You can't put who the hell they put in last year. Blow, Blow. Snowblow. Snowblow. And then they had somebody else who stunk. So if, if Stafford plays all 16 games, uh, I can see these guys putting together eight or even nine wins, to be honest. Um, they can beat up on the Bears. They can they can take a game from the Vikings. They might even be able to take one from the uh, Packers. Obviously, we'll see how they do outside the division. But, um, yeah, I, I can see the, the Detroit Lions having a better season this year. And it's a make-or-break one for Patricia. Um, I don't know how the locker room, if the locker room necessarily likes the guy. Um, but, um, if, if the, again, if, if you can win games, that's how you get their respect. So if they can actually start the season off, you know, 4-1, and one, you know, five and two or something like that. I think you can see a good culture change and uh, it'll start showing on the field. Now for the NFC North predictions, I think first Packers, second Vikings, third. I had a hard time deciding this, but final prediction, third Lions, fourth Bears. I had the Packers winning the division just because it's the Packers, so what do you expect? Vikings, I mean, it's Kirk Cousins and Donald Cook are not, I don't trust them. As for the Lions, they should consider their successful season. They have Matthew Stafford back, and they actually had an okay offseason outside the awful trade. And then for the Bears, too many questions, offense. Third, Lions, Bears, third, fourth could be wrong, but only the defense could do so much. Back to you. Uh, Packers, first place with 10 or 11 wins. Uh, second place, Lions with eight or nine wins. Uh, Vikings, seven or eight wins. And then the Bears with like three or four. Wow. That's my bold prediction for the NFC North. The Lions rawr, making a run, baby. And now for the Saints. Well, Terry, there are questions in life we don't know the answer to. One, what's the meaning of life? Two, who killed Jeffrey Epstein? And three, why does Terry always trash the Saints? Yeah. It's <laughs> a good question. Well, the Saints have had a... Hard to say offseason with Vaughn Bell, Teddy Bridgewater leaving. They did bring back Malcolm Jenkins. They signed Emmanuel Sanders and Jameis Winston. God knows why. The draft was uneventful. They only had four picks, so they didn't really have to do much. So it seemed it was a good offseason, but then the Drew Brees controversy goes on. I feel bad for George Floyd with politics. I'm sick of it. Yeah. Back to you. Uh, yeah, I don't know why I hate the Saints. I actually don't hate them. I just think that they're chokers, and uh, I don't know. They get put up on these these pedestals year in and year out as like this top team. And you know, when Teddy Bridgewater came into into the league last year, not into the league, but uh, he started starting for the Saints because Drew got injured. I thought it was gonna regress, and I thought they were gonna lose a bunch of games, but he went undefeated. And uh, it made you question, you know, Tom Brady got a bunch of, you know, system quarterback things because when he wasn't playing, Matt Castle won 11 games and then Jimmy Garoppolo did good and then Jacoby Brissett did pretty good. Um, And I don't know why Drew Brees doesn't get that when Teddy Bridgewater comes in and wins five games when uh, when he's out. I mean, obviously, he has a lot of offensive talent over there, but maybe you don't need Drew Brees. Analysts are just assholes. True. That's true. And t- Twitter trolls are t- Twitter trolls for the most part too. So I don't know. I don't, 
in Twitter. Yeah, and I don't know the the whole uh, Drew Brees with politics and saying you know he's gonna. I don't know. I I always stand for the flag. It was he didn't say it at the right time. I think it's his right to say it. I don't think he should be um, criticized. Screw the politics in this league. It isn't needed. Yeah, but it's gonna come up regardless. All they want. Yeah. They're not saying racial terms like other people do. Right, right. And Drew Brees, I think he got it unfairly, but at the same time, I I think that might put a little bit of a wedge into that locker room. Uh, I don't think it's going to be big enough that they're going to have too big of a drop-off. They won 13 games last year. I can see them um, maybe right around there. Maybe I don't see them getting more than that. I think they got a little lucky last year. Uh, so I can see them getting like 11 maybe 11 wins in that division. It's going to be a tougher division. They don't have to, they're, they're not playing Jameis Winston twice uh, this year. They're playing Tom Brady twice. So um, I think the bucks are, right, I'll save my bucks uh, opinion for a minute or so, but uh, yeah, the saints, uh, I think their luck is going to start running out and I see them not as good as last year, even though they're mega talented on offense uh, between Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara, even though Alvin Kamara didn't look great last year. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see. Atlanta Falcons, well, in typical fashion, they disappoint. Why am I shocked? Now it's hard to say how their offseason went. They lost a couple of names in Austin Hooper, Vic Beasley, the whole why he disappeared thing, I don't know. Desmond Trufant, Adrian Claiborne, the only big loss being Austin Hooper, but they were able to do a little in free agency. They did trade for Hayden Hurst to the Ravens, number three tight ends, so I guess that's something. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a breakout year. Somehow they landed Todd Gurley on a one-year $5 million contract. That's a bargain deal, especially with no good backups. Where is work done? Fuck 2020. Also signing Dante Fowler. It doesn't matter. As long as Dan Quinn, the defense is still there, they're going nowhere. Maybe the last time they had a good defense. Oh, That's yeah. It. It's been a while. I mean, we got to look back to the work done days. Am I right? Basically. <laughs> uh, you know, they had a terrible start to the season last year. They went 7-9. and nine. But they actually won their last four games of the season. So, I mean, they were th- three and nine at one point, and they actually finished in second place in the tough division. Um, somewhat tough division, minus the Panthers. Um, so, I think they started to kind of wake up towards the end of the year. Austin Hooper really uh, provided a lot of uh, help for them, but he obviously he's gone now. Uh, but I think they're putting a good amount of stock into the guy they drafted at tight end. Um, it seems like they like that guy. Uh, I, I forgot his they name. Tra- what is that? They traded. Oh, they traded. Trade. Well, who, oh, who was it? Mark Andrews? Hayden Hurst. Oh, Hayden Hurst. That's who it is. Yeah, they like Hayden Hurst over there. So uh, I don't know if Hayden Hurst can come in and do what uh, Hooper was doing, but uh, they're going to try to do it anyways. But um, if you have Julio, yes, you still have Julio Jones, the number one uh, wide receiver unanimously, I guess, uh, among executives in the NFL. Um, and uh, Matt Ryan, who is a solid quarterback who can put together who went to the Super Bowl not too long ago so um, I think they're probably going to be around the same they're going to be our 500 team uh, I don't love their coach Dan Quinn um, can you name one person who likes that coach no I can't maybe the like the rest of the NFC South maybe Arthur Arthur, Arthur Blank may, might like him I guess <laughs> um, so yeah I think um, I think they're going to be a 500 team again next year unfortunately but you never know. The Falcons are solid. Uh, they have a pretty good core, and they could get you anywhere between eight wins and twelve wins. So it's gonna, it's kind of gonna be up in the air between them. And yeah, their defense, their defense is probably their biggest uh, eyesore right now. 
it will always be their biggest eyesore. For sure. And fortune they, teller who should be a fortune teller. <laughs> and they have like a 60-year-old Matt Bryant kicking for them, so they have that. No, too. it's not true, actually. Oh, it's Young Hoku. Yeah. Hose ain't loyal. He was Koo is sick though. I liked Koo. I think I don't know if they drafted somebody or God knows. He wears number seven, Michael Vick. I'm sorry about the dogs. Go fuck yourself, 2020. Um Buccaneers, they have had a very good offseason. They signed Tom Brady. Who? Just kidding. Insert drop suey meme. <laughs> they managed to resign some big names. They tagged Shaq Barrett, who might be the next one who wonder, or they could be the next legitimacy. How do you know how so old we'll Do you know how old Shaq Barrett is? Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. Okay, that's fine. I think. Smooth moves, Denver. You really dropped the ball there. Mm-hmm. They did lose some names, but nothing huge. While also trading for Gronkowski. What do we get? What do we get for Gronk? It was like a fourth, I think. Okay. Look, look I'll look, look it up later. Okay. Draft also went well for Buccaneers with a new tackle, a fairly improved defense, a new running back who also gets the disease, Keyshawn Vaughn, as I mentioned. If Ronald Jones flops, the offense is loaded in a good way. But final message, trade O.J. Howard. Trade the guy. You're not going to use him. Don't. <laughs> yeah, I, I. this is definitely my team to watch uh, this year. Uh, I'm a big Tom Brady fan, um, and I hope he succeeds with the Buccaneers. I mean, he could have gone to a much more hated franchise, but I think Buccaneers are like middle of the road. How can you hate the Tampa Bay Buccaneers unless you're like – in the NFC South. I mean, they're, they're literally harmless. Yeah. Uh, States. yeah. So, uh, yeah, they had a great off season. Uh, they're definitely all in this year to not only make the playoffs, but to make a deep run into the playoffs. Uh, they, they, like you mentioned, they tagged Shaq Barrett who had an unbelievable year last year. If he can replicate what they did last year, if he can replicate what he did last year to this year, they're going to have a pretty good defense. And, uh, Tom Brady, I don't see him throwing, uh, 30 interceptions like uh, Jameis Winston. And that was the main reason why uh, they lost so many games. They still went 7-9 and nine with their quarterback throwing 30 interceptions. I mean, you cut that in half, you got to think that they're adding two or three wins to their record and going 10-6 and six or whatever. So it's like you got to think that there's going to be improvement there. I mean, you have a more accurate quarterback. You have, uh, yeah, Tom Brady's not going to scramble, but did Jameis Winston scramble that often? Not really. And when he did, he made poor choices uh, throwing the ball. And not, and we're not I'm, even talking about the fumbles that this guy had. I mean, the guy fumbled the ball. The guy gave the ball away a record amount of times last year. So, uh, yeah, I think, um, I think, I think the Bucks are the team to watch in the NFC South, and I can see them easily getting between uh, ten and thirteen wins. Yeah, 2013, I mean 2020, up your ass. No, 2020 is great. <laughs> Being sarcastic, are you? A little bit. You should be. <laughs> Carolina Panthers, wow. Off season has just been absolutely awful. Luke Keekley retires. They let at least 10 good players leave. They released Cam Newton. <laughs> They did make some signings like Teddy Bridgewater, Robert Anderson, but really like Matt Rule being that coach, this team is set up for an awful year in 2020. That's all I'm going to say. Enough said. 
Yeah, they st- they had a pretty good start to the season last year. I think they won like their first three or four games under Kyle. Or oh, and two, and then Kyle Allen comes in and got them like three or four, three or four wins or something. But then they ended the season on an eight-game losing streak. Uh, they were kind of just sailing in the wind, and they had no way to go. Um, the few bright spots that they have, obviously, Christian McCaffrey is a stud. He should still get his fantasy. Just yeah. he should still get his fantasy numbers because I mean they went five and eleven last year and he still put up unbelievable numbers. Um, but I mean, and then DJ Moore, who was a great uh, wide receiver uh, last year, uh, I think he got injured towards the end of the season. Uh, but yeah, I just I, I don't see these guys putting it together. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater could give them a little bit of life, but uh, I I imagine it's going to be a lot similar to a lot. Of, who's going to be their head coach now that Rivera's gone? Matt Rule. Matt Baylor. Rule. He was from Baylor or something? Yeah. Okay. I uh, I don't know how a college coach will um will come into the system and put wins together, but they they won 5 games last year. I can see them kind of being around the same spot. Either 3 they can win but anywhere between 3 and 6 games. NFC South predictions. First Buccaneers, second Saints, third Falcons and fourth Panthers. Tom Brady, kind of obvious. Saints could still be a threat at the same time. Falcons, as long as the defense, Dan Quinn, is still there, things will never change and work in Dunville. And the Panthers, well, it's either 2001 all over again. It doesn't matter. They're pretty much dead. Yeah, I, I pretty much have the exact same rankings. Uh, I'll just give you some win totals. I'll say Bucks with 12, Saints with 10, uh, Falcons with 7, and um, the Panthers with 2. Or three. They're going to be a bottom team next year for sure. NFC West. The best division. Great division in football. Almost every almost every team is Niners. exciting. The Patriots fan message. That was an impressive 13-3 last year. Screw the Chiefs or anyone that says the schedule was easy. Don't feel bad. You lost zero. But that whole game was scripted from the beginning. I'm a fortune teller. You're talking about the Super I Bowl? The whole game was scripted. The Super Bowl? Yeah, it was scripted. Did you even like, watch the game? I thought you didn't even watch it. From what I saw from heard, it was all prophesized by a fortune teller. The 49ers were winning with like six minutes to go. How could it be scripted? Thompson holding, whatever. Go to hell, Tyreek Hill. Anyways, the 49ers had a quiet offseason in a good way other than trading away DeForest Buckner. But concerning the players, they will have to pay slash paid already speaks for itself. They resigned Eric Armstead and Jimmy Ward, but now have to pay George Kittle. And Trent Williams, too, I forgot to mention. Yeah. While well, someone letting Emmanuel Sanders sign with the Saints, if they can't pay Kittle, they're dead. You know what they say? The more you pay, overspend, you mortgage your future, you die. True. Back to you. Uh, Yeah, so the 49ers had a great season last year, made it all the way to the Super Bowl, and were about 10 minutes away from a Super Bowl win before Mahomes just decided to turn on video game mode and stomp their dicks into the ground. Uh, the Niners, I think they're still in a pretty decent spot. The t- the worst thing about their team is that they're in the toughest division. Uh, they're going to have the Seahawks, the Rams, and the recently rebuilt Cardinals, uh, you know, eight, eight games, eight games during the year. So it's going to be kind of tough for them to get as good of a record as they did six, last year. You mean six games because. Oh, six games. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Eight- be saying four in one division. Yeah, you're right. It. Well, that yeah, yeah, yeah. So six games that you know they'll probably win three of them, to be honest. So 
Uh, I don't see them matching that 13-3 and record, but I still see them being pretty good. Uh, a lot of people are down on Garoppolo this year because of that Super Bowl performance. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be kind of a tough call to see what they do with it. But um, I still think that they're the front runner in that division for now. But it could really go any. I mean, these teams are all capable of getting nine or ten wins. So who's to say who comes out of that division? Uh, so, yeah, I, I like the Niners. Uh, they did lose some guys. And I think they recently re-signed Mustard, who they must be pretty high on. Uh, I think it was like a negotiation. It was like a restructure or something. I don't know. Uh, it's a lot. It's a lot to handle. So yeah, I, I still think the 49ers are solid, but uh, how solid I don't know. Seattle Seahawks. Well, Devin Connie probably isn't going to stay at this point. No, Patriots well, baby. Carson or Penny plays against Green Bay like seven, six months ago. Unpopular opinion: the Seahawks win that Super Bowl. Sure, they were bad, but at the same time, remember the NFC playoffs outside of the Packers wasn't scripted. The playoffs after the wild card scripted most of the time, so I don't give a fuck. Anyways, the Seahawks had a change of seconds offseason. They signed Riggles, so now that team has a god amount of tight ends. The Seahawks draft, who knows how good it will be. And most importantly, everyone is here for this. They traded for star safety Jamal Adams. Yeah, yeah. Coming up two firsts, a third for him, and a fourth in the 2022 draft. The fourth and 22 is what the... Seahawks got. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they was seemed like a robbery, uh, pun intended, <laughs> traded for Quinn Dunbar, but DeAndre Baker and him decided to turn to trouble Disney stars with armed robbery. Why are people so dumb? And on the exemplist. Again, why are people so dumb? Good question. Uh, Seahawks are always a fun team. Um, I love their quarterback. I love Russell Wilson. Uh, I think he's great. He's won a Super Bowl. He's been there two times so he knows what it takes to win a game obviously not throwing a pick on the one yard line um but they i mean they're loaded uh they have uh lockett and they have dk metcalf and i guess they want to resign josh gordon if he can get off the whatever list that he's on or whatever um, yeah, asshole. Not, will happen. not that thing not that i think josh gordon's like a world beater like he was seven years ago but um he's still pretty good uh, but DK Metcalf is a, a freak of nature, and like you just said, they have uh, they they loaded up their defense a little bit more with Jamal Adams, um, and uh, yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna be in it in that in every game. I think I don't see them getting blown out by any means. And you know, thinking back to the Seahawks, like not as great years a few years back, it was because their offensive line was Kaka and Russell Wilson was running for his life every year. Uh, but it seems like they finally have some guys there that can protect him. Uh, their run game between um, P- Penny and uh, Carson should be pretty decent. And uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, the division's awesome, and they should put they, they can win anywhere between ten and fourteen games. The Seahawks. Yeah, Adams trade. We didn't talk about that yet. Oh yeah. Do you want to talk about it? That he's great. He's a great player. He hates the Jets, so why? Why I love him. Well. He didn't want to be there, period. But the fact they had to give two firsts to get him, though, that's a little too I much. know. For a guy who won it out, it's kind of crazy. But good for the Jets uh, for getting that type of haul for a guy, for one guy. The Rams. Well, Terry, get ready for some Warriors analogies. <laughs> this team went from carbon copy of the 2014 to the 2019 Golden State Warriors, except the Rams didn't win one. <laughs> I love you, Stephon Gilmore. 
to overspending and not paying off their debt like Brian to Stewie and Family Guy. This team has had a pretty bad offseason. Todd Gurley once the offensive rookie of the year, offensive player of the year, and a $60 million man back in 18 released. Brandon Cooks, Captain Falcons veteran knockoff traded to Houston. They let Dante Fowler head south to Atlanta. They let Corey Littleton sign to the strip clubs in LV. They climbed the option that Kelby Coleman. Up your ass, you trash the Patriots. Hmm. Terry, I'm just going to say this one time. I don't care. You know what I'm going to say? Say it. You ready? Let's hear it. That was a great movie. I don't care what you think. <laughs> oh, yeah. Knives out. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> At some point this year, Terry, I'm, I'm going to make a top 10 list of best running gags of the NFL is Dead podcast. <laughs> They somehow let Greg Zorline start with Dallas. That Super Bowl team from 2018-19 had really turned into Order 66. Thank you, Stephon Gilmore. <laughs> and having the center be the first player to catch Kovich-19, damn. And the logo uniform change, my God, the sheep head was better. The yeah. L.A. horn doesn't work at all. Creative, I'll give you that, but still. I guess Sean McVay is going to be now Sean McLeight. And they don't have a first-round pick this year. Yeah. And next year. Oh, man. The Jalen Ramsey trade. Oh, yeah. Oh, both he and Jalen Ramsey and Cooper Cup are both free agents in 2021. Yeah, I mean, it should be a pretty uh, interesting season for the Rams. Uh, they obviously have Jared Goff long-term. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, they, they lost Brandon they Cooks to the Texans, who wasn't amazing. And he's had so many concussion issues that it's probably best that he moved on. Um, but they still have Cooper Cup. Anyways, I feel like I saw some tweets that said, I want out of here. <laughs> True. It's very possible. Uh, but they do have Cooper Cup. They have uh, Tyler Higby, who showed up last year at the end of the year. He put together an unbelievable end of the season. Um, and, uh, yeah, they moved on from uh, Todd Gurley. And I think who's going to be uh, handling the rock back there? Henderson or whatever? Richardson? What was his name? Daryl. Daryl. They have Malcolm Brown. They drafted a guy in the second round out of Florida State. Yeah, I think Daryl's going to get the, the lead out of there, but uh, you never know, I guess. Um, yeah, it's a make or break year for them. I actually think their defense should be pretty good with a full year with Jalen Ramsey. And obviously, the, problem is, the good news is he's not going to hold out, but you have Cooper Cup and Jalen Ramsey going into free agency next year. True. If I was the Rams boss, I'd be trying to get Jalen Ramsey under contract, trade Cooper Cup for a second or first. I don't know. There's a chance he's not going to be there, so at least get a return for him, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, but yeah, but I don't know. The Rams are a tough team to put my finger on. Uh, they made it to the Super Bowl two years ago, and then they kind of fell off. So, um, again, it's a tough division. It's not every game's going to be a dogfight, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where the Rams go, but they can. They can. I mean, they can be anywhere between eight and twelve wins. I think. And let's finish off with the Cardinals. Five, ten, and one. That might seem bad, but for what they had to put up with the last couple of years, I'd consider that a success. For sure. They decided to take Kyler Murray. It looked like Cliff Kingsbury is trying to take my role as a prophet again. Seriously, people, stop trying to steal my fortune teller um, <laughs> ability. Ten. <laughs> The Cardinals had a very good offseason. They brought back the GOAT and Larry Fitzgerald. They transitioned to Grand Canyon. Did you like that? Yeah, yeah, it's good. Signed some front seven guys, and most importantly, this robbery of DeAndre Hopkins. Hmm. 
while giving up David Johnson a 2020 second and 2024. Just wow, credit to the Cardinals. They drafted talented Clemson linebacker Isaiah Simmons. This team still has a lot of work to do, but step in the right direction without question. For sure. They're going to be a really fun team to watch next year. I mean, their defense really isn't that bad. It's uh you know, centerpiece with uh, Chandler Jones, who's like an all-time sack leader uh, in the NFL. I think the last couple of years, not all-time, but season sack leader. Um, the I don't know how their secondary is really, or their are there really other spots, but they do have. They're definitely trending in the right direction. And now that they have uh, Kenyon Drake, Larry Fitzgerald, and DeAndre Hopkins with uh, their first-round pick of uh, Jamal, what's his name? I'm sorry, Murray. What's his first name? What were we talking about? Uh, The quarterback of the Cardinals. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Sorry, I called him Jamal Murray. Um, Kyler Murray, yeah. So, I mean, he has pieces now. I don't know who their tight end is. I don't even know if they have a tight end. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think that offense is in in a good place to succeed. And uh, I can see them making some noise. So work to do though yeah they still have a lot of plate work to go but i mean they have a they, they have a lot of pieces in place and i can see them winning six to ten games to be honest now for division predictions i think it stays the same as last year niners hawks rams cards the foreign niners well kittle could be a problem the Debo samuel injury doesn't help we see a set for success with the talented defense that kittle connor extension not even close good luck with that um Seattle, the defense can be fixed. This team could steal the division. The Rams, if they didn't have Dald or Cooper Cup, they could very well be last. Also, change the uniform of Logos, damn it. Cardinals still need one or two more years before they can be taken seriously. Not in a bad way, but when I say seriously, it means contenders pass. This year, you never know. They could prove me wrong. Yeah, I got a few changes, actually. I got the Seahawks in number one with uh, 12 wins. I got the 49ers right behind them with 10. I got the... Cardinals behind them with eight, and then I got the Rams behind them with seven. I want to hear your testimony. Just curious. Well, you know, like I said with the uh, with the Cardinals, I think they're a young team. I think they got a chip on their shoulder. They still have that leadership role with uh, Larry Fitzgerald, and then you just added a top three uh, wide receiver to the mix with uh, your number one overall drafted quarterback. I think that offense is going to be pretty special, to be honest. Um, again, I don't know where the defense is, but I can see some high flying games and with the Rams, when it gets bad, it gets bad. And, um, obviously they have Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald and Donald. whatever it is. And, uh, Aaron, how many times does this guy forget names? Mason Rudolph, anybody? <laughs> These things happen. Um, yeah. And I'm not saying the Rams are going to be that bad. They're still going to win like seven or eight games, but that division is, that division is stacked. And uh, I can see the Cardinals. Then I want to hear it. You want to hear what? Testimony for Seahawks and 49ers. Well, um, you know, I don't I think they were head. I think head to head last year. I think they were pretty much the same team. I think they were both very good. Uh, I think if I think if you switch spots with the Seahawks and the 49ers in the Super Bowl, I think the Seahawks would have put up a better fight, to be honest. Um, Calling you this whole time. Where's my fortune teller when I need it? Right, right. So I don't know. I think the Seahawks, just another year, another year for DK Metcalf. Granted, he could go into his uh, sophomore slump, uh, but I don't know. I mean, he could actually improve from last year. So, um, yeah, I, I like I like the Seahawks to steal that division with either 11 or 12 wins. And no, I don't think anyone that in that division is going to go 14, 
15, 13 wins. It's it's going to be a dogfight uh, every divisional game. So, um, yeah, I think the Seahawks have the coaching and um, and just that that championship pedigree to, to take that division. Now for the conclusion questions. First, most underrated team in NFC, Arizona Cardinals I have. I don't want to hear the whole 2019 Browns comparison. This Cards team is getting better, but this isn't the 2019 Browns for, one, not as explosive players, at least quantity-wise. Two, they don't have as many big eagles to be like one or two. Three, Kyle Murray, sure, he does get a lot of coverage by the public, but at least he keeps quiet and tries to play in the game. He's not a head case, unlike Baker Mayfield. Four, Chris Kingsbury, well, he is the Golden Bell chick or Doug Peterson, but he is nowhere near Freddie Bitchens. Mm-hmm. Also, Terry Kingsbury sounds like they have a Massachusetts town. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> the Berry, as they call it. <laughs> Back to the story. The Cardinals made some signings. They have a top five receiver. They need to fix the O-line defense. This team, they could very well prove me wrong, finish second or third. I still have them in fourth just because it's at the division. But maybe future fortune mute moosens don't age well. So, God knows, 2021, 2022, I have more confidence to them. Put the cards in the AFC, automatically they're a playoff team. Yeah. Who, who is your most underrated NFC You know, I'd, I'd agree with you on the Cardinals because of just their young talent. But just to give you a different answer, I'll go with the Lions. Um, again, I, I mean, I think I said that they're going to finish second in the NFC North. Um, and I just think that they uh, – they have some good pieces over there. I don't. So Galladay, I forgot to mention, had COVID and he's coming back. The tight end and the tight end. Who? Which tight end? What was his name? Hawkinson. Oh, Hawkinson. Yeah, he had a down year. A lot of people had hopes for him, but he he didn't play great. Expect. Yeah, I mean, you have Blau throwing it to you. So yeah, I'll go with uh, I'll go with the Lions. I think it's a make or break year for them, and I think they'll do better than a lot of people think. Most overrated team at NFC. Boss, do you need me to explain this one? Yes. Do I need to explain it? Yes. Jack, commissioner, the brain-dead public, getting the nationally televised games over teams who actually worked hard from the bottom ground up. This league is a joke, period. By the way, the Cowboys are never winning a Super Bowl until the refs help them. Do I need to go any further than that? No, that's good. Uh, I'll, I'll go with the Saints as the most overrated team. Um, are you just saying your answer because you actually think that? I actually think that. And you kind of want to change your answer too? Well, yeah, yeah. I always want to have a different answer for sure. Uh, I mean, I could go with the 49ers if you really want, but I'll go with the Saints. Uh, I think that loss. Saints. This should be good. I think that their loss in the playoffs last year. Um, it's. I think Which it's gonna. Way, that was kind of their fault. It was their fault. I, I don't want to hear the whole Kyle Rudolph, PJ Williams. Oh, that was an offensive pi. No, it wasn't. I wasn't saying it was. No, I know it wasn't. I know you weren't. But I'm just saying, I think Drew Brees lost a little bit of trust, not only with, obviously, the politics of Black Lives Matter and saying the whole thing about taking a knee, but he threw that interception in the playoffs last year that cost them the game. I mentioned the year before with the missed call on the Rams Saints, if you know what I mean. Yes, yes. So, um, I don't know. The Saints just... uh, I don't know. I, I think that playoff loss last year is going to get to them. Like, I think I think with that Rams loss the year before, it, it like gave them a chip on their shoulder. But I think this last playoff loss where Taysom Hill legitimately. Well, they shouldn't have been in that wild card game because of Green Bay. And yeah. Story. But at the same time, New Orleans made some questionable play calls, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, when T- Taysom Hill outplays your starting quarterback and then your starting quarterback, Drew Brees, throws a, a costly Holy interception. Day, and then Taysom Hill. I th- Two of your fucking punching bags, by the way. I think uh, I think he's going to lose right. a little bit of trust with the players, and I think their offense is going to be a, a little decline this year. I'll be avoid in my fantasy. I'm going to be avoiding a lot of Saints players. Wow, you're dark. I know. I know. Best team in the NFC to me is San Francisco or Tampa Bay. I know you want to pick one, but it's hard to pick, so that's why I have two on here. I have the 49ers because they have the experience, 80s and 90s. The Bucks have to prove themselves and only have a limited history of being the best team, so the Bucks need to prove themselves before I can make them alone the best NFC team. So that's why I have two on here. I'll, I'll go with the Seahawks. I just think that they're um, they're going to be ready. They're going to be they're going to be ready to take on that division, and they're gonna they have the, the right pieces to not only be an explosive offense, but they have a defensive-minded coach in Pete Carroll where he could uh, put these guys in the right position to succeed and take some wins home. Worst team in the NFC, final one. Panthers or Washington, hard to say because both teams are awful, but at least they kind of have been trying. Mm-hmm. Panthers have some good players, but have too much to overcome. Whereas with Washington, they have question marks everywhere except front seven. You, Washington, probably. I just can't, I can't find a, a good... Thing to say about the Washington it's pretty loaded I'll give you that yeah still. yeah yeah but that's uh, that can only win you so many games you have to, have to be kind of good in all places so uh yeah I, I I think the Panthers at least with this coach coming in you never know what to expect with Ron Rivera you kind of do and I like Ron Rivera I don't say that in a bad way I just don't think he has the talent to succeed there his first year uh whereas at least uh, Matt Rule, uh, he's coming from a college system. He can kind of throw some creative things into the mix, kind of like um, what's his name, like kind of like Sean McVay, in a way, like kind of just surprise, surprise, surprise was people. He wasn't from college when he joined the NFL. You know that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a coordinator, but you you know. I'm just talking about being young. Uh, I just think he can surprise people and put the players in a pretty good position to succeed. Again, I don't think they're going to win a lot of games. I just can't find too many shining spots of the uh, for the Washington football team. Well, that's it for today, everyone. Thank you. And uh, we don't know what our next topic will be, but we'll find one soon. We can do like uh, fantasy football or something next week. We can do some fantasy. We can do talk fantasy. Go over the top like ten players at each position. And uh, yeah, I was on a script for that top 10 QBs running back series and tight ends that's all I have planned you're going to roast me a lot I bet I hope I do and because I have a very questionable rankings but I don't care I'm pissed I'm frustrated I hate this league the NFL is dead Terry I'd rather not kill my brain cells if you know what I mean I hear that take a take a take a bath put some cucumbers on your eyes get some rest why the hell would I do that? I don't want you stressing out over the NFL. The NFL is dead. That's all I know. Thank you, Peter Griffin. <laughs> all right. Good talking to you. Bye, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye.